Wealth Tactic Rebels, ingenious tactics to accumulate wealth for people who see things differently. Welcome to another episode of Wealth Tactic Rebels, the podcast for people who see things differently. In today's discussion, we're going to talk about two of the most important and misunderstood concepts when it comes to how your money works, wealth transfers and opportunity cost. We're talking about what are they and why are they so important for you? How could we look at them and where you could be losing money unknowingly? Is there a way to reduce those losses and what could be some techniques to help you accomplish this? I'm your host, Kevin Dumont. I've been thinking differently in the wealth field for over 10 years. And joining us today is our co-host, Brian. Hi there, Kevin. Brian Dumont here, founder of Dumont Wealth. Glad to be here. Love to have you as always, Brian, and uh, looking forward to today's discussion. So can you help our listeners understand a little bit more about what we're talking about when it comes to wealth transfers and opportunity costs in regards to their wealth? Sure, Kevin. So I like to start with a broad concept that I like to call your circle of wealth. Suppose that you think about it for a moment and you draw a circle on the page and you say that, okay, that circle represents all the money I'm going to have in my lifetime. Okay. Well, um, we all know that there's at least one thing we all want to happen with that circle, right? We want it to... Well, hopefully we want it to grow. Am I mistaken on that? Well, I don't want mine to shrink. I don't know about you, but (laughs) that's the idea, right? We want that circle to grow over time. We want to add money to it. But there's something else that I like to do, and I like to specify a little bit more about how to divide that circle up. When most people think about their circle of wealth and the money they have, they think about the money they have saved or they are accumulating, right, for the future. Sure. And they think about the money that they are spending, meaning their lifestyle money, money they're currently using, right? Sure. And those are the only two areas that most people are aware of. Now, the issue with that is that I think that there's actually a third area we need to be aware of, and that is something that I call transferred money or money that is being lost, going out the window, so to speak, leaving your circle of wealth, often unknowingly or unnecessarily. Okay. So that's money being flushed away. Yeah, exactly. And it's not money that you're spending and you're enjoying it. Like it's not the money that you're, you know, taking your family on vacation with. It's money that actually, if you could find a way to, first of all, identify it. And secondly, prevent it from being lost, you could you could do a couple of things with that. You could either increase your lifestyle. Everybody'd like to live a little bit higher, right? If they sure. could. And secondly, uh, and maybe even more importantly for most of our listeners is you might be able to save a little more. Ah, well that would be um a good thing to do, I think. <laughs> so this is not the money that If we buy a new pair of shoes and we bought the name brand instead of the cheaper one, that's not what you're talking about. Not talking about that. The the you know the money you spend on your lifestyle. I always say to people, look, do you want me to really tell you what how to set your lifestyle? I mean, you want me to tell you how to tighten your belt so that you can save more for the future? And I haven't met a single person yet who wants me to do that for them. No, I'm sure we all have someone in our life that already does that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Right? What people would really like is they would really like to find a way, if they could, to both save for their future as well as increase their lifestyle over time. Oh, well, that sounds like a, a better plan. Right? Yeah. But the problem is, for most people, that 
They know they're not saving enough, right? We know that the average American is saving less than 5% of what they make on an annual basis. I got to tell you, I play with the numbers frequently. That is not going to get you to retirement. That's true. Not not quite going to get there. So if that's not going to get us there, then what can we look at to help us? Well, that's the other problem. The other problem is if you only focus on those two areas, the money that you are saving, hopefully saving, and the money that you are spending, then the only thing you can do is if you know you're not saving enough, you have to somehow reduce your lifestyle, your standard of living, so to speak, currently, in order to save more for the future. And nobody wants to do it. <laughs> wow, newsflash. <laughs> <laughs> right? Of course. That's why I think it's so important to think about this third area, the transfer dollars, the uh -huh. dollars you are losing <clears throat> unnecessarily and often unknowingly. Okay? Okay. So let's look at that a little bit more. When I work with people, I find not only that we need to look for where the wealth transfers are occurring, and I'm going to be more specific about where those areas are in a moment, but we need to not only look at the dollar that you're losing, but we need to look at how much those dollars could have earned for you over time uh -huh. if they had been able to save them. That's a good point. Over time makes a big difference, correct? Right. So let's suppose, again, that I could help you discover a dollar that you were losing. Okay. And we can redirect that to an area where you're saving money. Right. What can we do with that money? Well, if we save it, we can hopefully... Make more money with it, right? Make it grow, right. We can multiply it. So $1 becomes $2, becomes $4, etc. So money that's already going out the window... Mm -hmm. We figure out where it's going out. Yes. We find it, and we do something so we can put it back in our pocket. We put it back in our pocket, and as a result of that, once it is growing in a, in a safe, predictable way, now it's multiplying. And we have, what I say is, we have reduced our opportunity cost on those wealth transfers. Ah. So that's the key with opportunity costs. That's the key. That's the key because it's that third area of your circle of wealth. You know you're not saving enough. You need to save more. How are you going to do it? There's only two ways you can do it. One is you can tighten your belt, which you don't want to do. <laughs> no. <laughs> right? Maybe it's already as tight as it can go. I don't know. Third area, of course, that means that your other option is find the wealth transfers where you're losing money unnecessarily. Start making that work for you by redirecting it and you're going to accumulate that opportunity on those dollars. Aha. Well, that's a very different strategy. So if we're going to imply, you know, look at this new unique strategy, a different area to look at, what, what, what tactics are we looking at? Where are we going to look for this? Well, so that's a good question. So let's be more specific now. We've said there are dollars that you're losing unknowingly or necessarily. Okay. Where do we lose those? How do we lose those? There are what I consider six main areas where you can actually lose money. Okay. All right. They are, fall under the broad categories of your mortgage. Well, that's right. a big one. That's a whole episode yeah. where we talk about mortgages um, and how and why and what. But that's a broad category. A second one is qualified plans. Depending on what you're doing with your 401k, with your employee stock savings programs, and so on, you may or may not be doing it most efficiently. That's a whole other area when we talk about qualified plans. Right. 
the way you decide to pay for education for your kids, college funding, right? You may be paying too much, believe it or not. <laughs> we know it's too much, really. <laughs> it's always too much these days, right? That's true. Um, of course, one of the big ones is taxes. Nobody wants to pay more taxes than they have to. However, you know, if we can find some ways to reduce a tax burden, in other words, eliminate a tax that you didn't have to pay or reduce it, we can do a lot with that money. Um, your areas of protection is another area where you can lose money. So if you're not well protected through various types of insurance programs, auto, home, disability, medical, etc., those are areas where if you suffer a major loss because you were not protected, you just may not recover from that financially. Right. That would be considered a loss. Yeah. And then there are what we call major purchases. Um, and we'll spend an episode on this, but a major purchase is something that you cannot fund out of monthly cash flow. When you make a major purchase, depending on how you decide to finance it, you could do it well or you could really lose a lot of money on that. That's true. Okay. So we've got six areas, mortgages, qualified plans, uh, education, taxes, protections, and in major capital purchases. Um, so where do we go from here? Well, that's a good question. So, you know, when I work with people, we look at each of these areas separately to find out how we can reduce your losses. So, and, you know, that's, that's really what I would do with somebody. So I would say, for instance, in the area of a mortgage, what kind of mortgage do you have? Why do you have it? And we have to ask those questions and then we have to figure out by running the scenarios which one really can you make the most money on? The bank knows how to make the most money. <laughs> well, that's a given, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, the fact that the bank has a lot of different types of mortgages, I mean, do they make the same amount of money on each mortgage? Yeah, I would assume not. And here's something that most people don't realize. Why is it that banks give you a, uh, a lower rate on a 15-year note than a 30-year note? It's a carrot, right? Exactly. The bank does it because they want you to take the 15-year mortgage, not because they're trying to be nice about it, right? right? It's an incentive to take that. So there must be a reason the bank knows and understands opportunity costs. Ah, there we go. All right. Anyway, without getting into all those details, we have to look very closely at those kinds of scenarios. Um, another one, let's think about taxes for a moment. You know, when we look at the history of income tax, for instance, we know that the average, when we average out all the top tax brackets, it's an incredibly high number. It's much higher than our current income tax bracket. It's actually right. over 57%. Wow. That's very high. It's very high. And, you know, when we look at it in terms of most people today are saving most of their their money in what we call tax-deferred programs, 401ks, SEPs, IRAs, where they may have to pay taxes in the future at a rate that is as yet to be determined, right? True, true. Is it possible that they could end up paying more taxes in the future than they would have paid today? Well, um, using history as a guide stick, it's possible. It's possible when you look at it historically. Whether or not your particular tax bracket is going to go up or down is a function of where you are financially. 
But I always say, you know, if you want to fail financially, you don't need me. <laughs> All right? Uh, but if you're going to succeed financially, then we need to look at that because you yeah. could wind up in a higher, not a lower tax bracket in the future. True. True. If that's the case, we need to look at that deferral mechanism and whether or right. not that's going to be most effective for you so that you don't lose on that deal. Okay. So there is what we'd call an unnecessary wealth transfer in uh, that tax situation. It could happen. It is, it is on an individual basis. We need to look at how that's going to function for you, right? right? Right. And in light of what has happened historically with tax rates, for instance, that's how we come up with a tax strategy, which is different than just how you're going to pay your taxes this year, right? Right. What does your accountant do? Your accountant looks for ways to help you reduce your tax burden this year. Sure. But do they ever really sit down with you and talk about long-range tax planning, right? The tactics for reducing your lifetime tax payments. That's a different thing. That's a different tactic, yeah. yeah. Okay. Also, let's think for a moment about areas of protection. You know, there's a saying, when it's sunny out, the bank gives you an umbrella. And when it starts raining, they take the umbrella away. <laughs> right? <laughs> sure. I mean, think about this for a moment. Let's suppose that you're working, you're paying your mortgage, and then... Statistically, you have a fairly high chance of having some type of disability before you reach age 65. In fact, you have a greater chance of a disability than you have of dying before age 65. Well, that makes sense, just based on how old we live, right? Sure. And how many sick people there are out there, right? <laughs> right? Occasionally, some of us get sick for a little while. Well, when that happens, if that illness lasts longer than your disability policy, if you're fortunate enough to have one... Right? If you don't have one, and you have only the minimum that the state gives you, I mean, it's barely enough to buy bread. Right. Right? You're not going to pay... That's if you can qualify for it. You're not going to pay your taxes or your rent and your car note and everything yeah. and your kid's right. education on what the government's going to give you. <laughs> <laughs> right? So disability, for instance, you know, we say, look, if you rack up a lot of debt because you have a disability that lasts for two years or five years or seven years, what's that going to do to your retirement? Hmm. Will you ever be able to recover from that? If you had had a disability policy, for instance, that had paid you 40 or 50% of what you were making and it was not taxable, you probably could have gotten by paying your mortgage, paying your rent, paying you know, for education and so on. Maybe in a little bit reduced way, but a lot less painfully and maybe without accumulating debt, harmful debt that you could have never gotten out of and would severely have affected your ultimate retirement. Yeah. So, you know, and all for a few premium dollars, that disability could have covered you. A lot of people don't re realize that today. Sure. There are even people out there who don't even have protection on their homes. What if their home burns down? What if there's a burglary in those sorts of areas, right? Actually, I do have a friend that had their home burned down once. And thank God, they did have the protection for it. And when their home burnt down, guess what? They got a brand new one. <laughs> Better than the one they had. They got a new one. So that was a good deal for them, right? Maybe not for the insurance company. <laughs> but you know, if your house doesn't burn down and you pay the premiums your entire life, was that a bad deal? Probably not. If you add it all up, it probably wasn't. Yeah. But if your home did burn down and you had to replace it yourself and everything in it. Yeah, that would be 
That would be a problem. Think about that for a moment. That, that would be because right, it's not just the house; it's all of your belongings. Because most people keep pretty much everything there. You know, for many of our listeners, that would set them back maybe for their entire lifetime. Yeah, yeah, right? true. That's avoidable. That's an unnecessary transfer. Right. Okay. And then let's talk just for a moment about major purchases. Well, have you ever tried to buy anything on a credit card that you couldn't pay off in a month? Well, yeah, I think most people have experienced that in their life. (laughs) (laughs) Holidays, you know. Holidays. (laughs) uh, That unexpected, you know, um, vacation. I mean, there's a lot of things, right? Right. Here's what I always say about when it comes to needing money. It is never a question of if you're going to need money. It's only a question of when. Yeah. And when that when comes around, how are you going to finance it? Meaning, are you going to pay it out of pocket? self-finance, as we say, or are you going to have to borrow it? And if you have to borrow it, now we have to start looking at what is the cost involved. And not only that, but if you had to access access your own money for this expense, is there a penalty for accessing that money? Taxes and penalties are a loss, aren't they? Sure. In our model. True, true. So taxes and penalties to pay for something that is a major purchase is a transfer. Right. Okay. We want to look at that very closely to make sure that whether it's a car or something else that you have to throw in a credit card, interest, yeah. uh, with that you know we're doing that in the best way, so we're losing the least dollars that we do on that purchase. Right, right. That would be a useful tactic in I think everyone's life. So, in in summary, let me say this: that we've looked at you know briefly some of the major areas where you can lose money unknowingly and necessarily, when we add those all up, what I find is, and I build the models, I have some pretty sophisticated software that helps me do this, but what I'll tell you I find is this. When I add up the losses that most people are incurring over their lifetime against how much they're actually able to keep right, mm-hmm. in their accumulation right. assets, um, in their savings, you know what happens is that they actually lose more than they're able to keep. Wow, interesting. So they're losing more than they're keep. Wait a minute. How is that possible? Right. So again, remember our definition here. So wealth transfer is not just the dollar that you lose. It's the dollars you could have earned had you been able to keep it. So what, what I'm saying, I'm, multiple, I'm looking at all the areas that we looked at, and we create the structure that shows us all those places where the money is lost, and we calculate not just those dollars, but the opportunity cost on those dollars. Over time, uh-huh. that compounds into an incredibly large number. I see. In, in fact, it compounds into a much larger number for most people than the money they're able to save. Wow. Okay, so we're lo- we're talking about the 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 power of money over time, right? Of compounding interest over time. So if we look at expenses in our life that not again not the lifestyle expenses, but other expenses, the taxes, all the areas we talked about, right? Mm-hmm. And we figure out where the money is leaving, and then we calculate that dollar amount. And then what that dollar amount could have earned for us over a lifetime. You're saying that's that's the major erosion on someone's circle of wealth. I'm saying that that is going to accumulate to being more money than they're actually able to 
keep, wow. hold on to, so, save during their lifetime. Then it would make sense that if we can find some tactics to help reduce those unnecessary losses, we could increase the the money that people are saving, the much whatever they are able to accumulate during their life. Precisely, and that's the underlying or underpinning philosophy that that we work from and that the subsequent podcast that we're going to have on each of these six areas really dives deep into looking at how to prevent those losses, unnecessary losses um, in each of those areas. Right. I'm, that's mind-blowing information. Uh, <laughs> I definitely think this is thinking differently I, about wealth. And I tactics. agree with you. I was my mind was blown when I, you know, as I developed developed and started to understand how this really works. Well, hopefully our our, our listeners here don't have their minds too blown. There's enough <laughs> left over that they can still think. <laughs> uh, I suspect so. <laughs> okay. Well, so wealth tactic rebels, uh, thank you for joining us. We're going to continue talking about all of these uh, areas and expand upon them and, and discuss them in more details to help you find places in your life and think about where you could be transferring money away unnecessarily um, to help you bring that back, to help you increase your circle of wealth over your lifetime and make it more efficient. Make it better. Make it happy. Maybe even make your, your lifestyle a little bit better along the way, right? So, you know, you can go to our, our website and you can download. We're going to give you a free guide to three key areas that you could be losing money unknowingly and unnecessarily. That's at wealthtacticrebels.com. So if you go there, you can download that guide. And um, we're also going to be doing a course in the future. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that more later that you know you can join in on to dive more detail than is possible just on our podcast so again thank you brian you know mind-blowing information today my <laughs> pleasure kevin i'm always happy to blow someone's mind <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks again thank you for joining us today well tactic rebels and we look forward to our next discussion have a great day Want to really see things differently? Take our course in Genius Tactics 201, where we teach you all the wealth accumulating tactics with detailed real-life examples, see your progress with quizzes, and a certificate of completion. For course details, visit WealthTacticRebels.com. Sign up today and start seeing things differently. This presentation is intended as informational only. Information presented does not consider your particular financial objectives, risk tolerance, time horizon, or other unique circumstances, and does not constitute a personalized recommendation or replace the advice of a financial, tax, or legal advisor or other qualified professionals. Do your own research and do not use the information of this presentation in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional. To the best of our ability, we provide content that is accurate as of the date of release. However, we give no assurance or guarantee regarding its accuracy, timeliness, completeness, or applicability. We assume no liability for the information of this and related presentations.